Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie. And look, before we get into everything, I just have to ask you, Lockie, mate, how are you going? Mm. How are you dealing with it all right now? <laughs> Big question to start off with. No, I think things are good, mate. Um, you know, as I often say after a loss, it's I'm glad that we give it a few days to record. We yeah. don't get in the heat of the moment. You know, if we jumped on Friday night, it might be a bit of a different story, but mm. I'm okay. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Definitely better as the days progress and yeah. and hopefully chatting about it now will we'll make things a, yeah, a lot therapy. better. And yeah, unfortunately, the game against Brisbane, it was another test, really. It's probably the third big test in, in recent <laughs> weeks and really another fail. There's it's a lot of frustration, a lot of probably disconnectedness right now in the fan base and mm. probably rightfully so. And look, there's a lot to cover. So let's get right into it and talk about our 26-point loss to Brisbane. We start where we always want to start, which is the did we see it. Let's go back towards the things we wanted to see in our build-up show and reflect and see if we did see them in this game. And Lockie, (laughs) you had a couple. Your first one that I'd love to touch on is that you didn't want us to succumb to the pressure of the Lions. (laughs) You were hoping that we could stay composed. Uh, Give me your thoughts on that one and from what you saw in the game. Oh, as much as I love this segment, I love this to win, actually. Maybe it makes the losses hurt even more, take us back to past Ian and Lockie and how we felt. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it goes without saying. Big fail. Um, Mm. I'm sure we'll get into all the reasons why it... It felt like we couldn't even do the simple things right in this one. Yeah. No, no, you absolutely nailed that. Um, There's not too much I can say. Like, honestly, like half of these things, we will get in a lot more depth as we go throughout this podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. But one of mine was that I wanted us to continue to take on the corridor kick, even if we got punished, because obviously in that West Coast game, we took it on. They didn't really hurt us. And I was worried that if we started to turn it over in the middle, that we'd stop going for it. And weirdly, it's probably somewhat a tick. I think that we still did attempt it at times. It was probably just that there were so many turnovers that led directly to goals from those kicks. Um, But ball movement is definitely an issue that we will touch on. Um, I I guess another one of yours, you said that (laughs) you asked the question, could our defense hold up with their prolific and quite extensive um, forward line, knowing that there was a lot of numbers from there. How do you, how did you think that the the back line went this week? <laughs> I mean, doing the, the the votes for this one was a bit rough this week. Yeah. I'll be honest. Um, I don't I don't think I can give the tick to the defence that I've been able to in in previous weeks. Um, but I wouldn't be putting the the sole blame on them. Mm. But there's a few blokes down there that we might talk about that are just. I don't know. I want to say uncharacteristic at the moment. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was yeah. probably probably their worst game of the season, I believe. Um, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I, I guess another one from mine is that I was wanting goals <laughs> and impact Positive from start. our small forwards, and weirdly, <laughs> maybe I got it because Dirt and Motlop both kicked two. They were actually our highest goal kickers. Ed kicked one, but. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean only the smalls kick goals. And I guess even though they did have that impact, a lot of it probably did come quite late. And overall, I, I still don't think that they had a massive impact 
on the contest and it probably wasn't exactly what I wanted. But yeah, weird that you could maybe half tick that off in theory, but probably from what we saw, I'm not sure you could. Mm-hmm. Oh, mate. Gee, God, we're beaming this up. This one, are we? <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's, positive um, stuff. There'll be some positives in this episode if you if you hang around. Trust me. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. It'll we'll come. see. Uh, your last one, which was basically you didn't want the West Coast game to be the outlier. You wanted, and, and the key words here that we used were you wanted faith in the Blues for the upcoming mm. stretch of tough fixtures. Did you get that faith? I'll put it this way. I don't, it hasn't given me the faith, but the faith isn't all gone. I'm not saying we're going to lose every game in this stretch. It's good to hear. I was hoping to be obviously in high spirits, which we aren't. Yeah, look, I'm keen to hear hear that positivity to some degree because I know I'm struggling with it. A lot of people are struggling with it right now. So it will be interesting to hear those discussions as we move on. And look, I ticked, ticked this one off. This was actually probably a positive. Ooh. didn't maybe happen the way I wanted it to. But my other thing that I wanted to see from this game was a bit of a milestone. I wanted to see a goal from Doherty in his 150th. Mm-hmm. He made it happen, kicked our first Quick one. And I thought that that was going to maybe be the big thing that kicked us off and, and got us going into this contest. Unfortunately, it didn't. But at least there was a bit of a, a happy moment. At least at that time, I got I got up, gave him a big clap, got out of the seat, and it was a nice you moment. Betcha. But unfortunately, everything that probably preceded it wasn't. So, look, we've covered what we wanted to see. And now we'll cover things in more detail. We'll go to the next right. segment, which we haven't officially named. We're looking at maybe something like a hot topic, something like, like this, because it's where we're talking about the big explosive stories that have come out of this game, Lockie. Yeah. What are those key topics? Name me one that you'd love to discuss from this contest. <laughs> Name one. I mean, the big thing for me out of this one was just the way the way that this team moves the ball at the moment. Mm. It's um I don't even know where to start with it because it just lacked everything that you want to see from your football team. Uh, it, yeah. it gave me, there, there was nothing about it that excited me that, that filled me with confidence in this one. It's frustrating. Ball movement is, is probably everything right now. And, and just to sum it up, mm. 13 goals, I believe it was of Brisbane's were from direct turnovers from us. Mm. Now that yes. is a big issue. We happened to do okay. We kicked seven of ours from turnover, but clearly the way we're moving the ball, decisions that were being made, execution were just massive, massive issues. And I guess what for you is causing this at the moment? Oh. What are you What are you seeing that isn't going right? Is there something that you'd want to see? Because if you've spoken about wanting to go fast and maybe not mm. kick as much, I felt at times we were over handballing, even though we've, we've asked for the handballing. So what... What are those mm-hmm. little things and what's the breakdown in the in the ball movement at, oh, the, at the moment and the sort of game plan aspect of things that you're you're noticing? This is truly the million dollar question for me. Like mm. some some answers to this would unlock so much into how I understand this team. So I'm not gonna I'm definitely not gonna be coming with the answers. But and again, maybe it's a cop out, but it's just accumulation of so many different things for me like it's it's a bunch of the things that you said right then it's like basic skill execution of from where i'm sitting the right decision and the and the poor execution yeah but there's uh, 
but to go alongside that, there's there's bad decision making mm. too. Biting off the risk when it isn't there, playing it safe when there's seemingly a clear kind of more aggressive avenue, um, and then even just just on the execution, like the thing that really stood out in this game for me, like you said, our handballs are getting up there more, which we were calling out to see. So often, just not even handballing to advantage, like handballing at the knees, mm. handballing so you have to take a few extra steps. And these little tiny moments that just lead to more pressure and something that would be a simple handball collect is suddenly now a tough one where they're under pressure and the next handball is a little bit more under pressure. Mm. And it just builds and builds, just not doing ourselves any favours. No, you, know, you nail so much, so many Over the rant. Of, my, of, my, of my thoughts there. No, go for it because... I. Uh, like the three kind of things that I've kind of broken it down to this week, and I mean, you could you could break down so many more from it, but I'll I'll go into all of them. But that just briefly, Please. it's it's like the lack of work rate and leading. It, it's the footy IQ, like the yep. main kind of things that I'm talking about. And indecision, like like I want to break down the lack of intent to create the leading options firstly, because mm-hmm. and so much of this is it system, is it personnel, is it the players not adhering to the game plan are they not capable is the message like it's all of this is it feels like it's the same questions we've asked for the last bloody 10 years of is it the players who's it to fault and i don't know who it is i'm not here necessarily to blame someone i'm just trying Mm. to evaluate what i'm seeing and right now yeah there just seems to be a stillness when we really struggle to move the ball on the field players stationary they are not leading to create space and brisbane did really well to to block the corridor not allow us to go through there but i don't think we're helping ourselves when we don't move because if you break down the footage if you go and watch the times where we turn the ball over and just pause it and have a look the amount of times players could be leading whether they're Mm. already in the right spot but they just need to move towards the guy with the ball and get into five meters of space and get that short option just to hold possession. They're not doing it or even, okay, I've got nothing to kick to. But if, if one person next to a Brisbane defender leads towards the ball or leads away, that sort of forces the Brisbane players to make decisions. Do do I go for him? Do I stay in this spot to keep the zone? And the more you move, the more you're actually trying to shift the zone, you're hopefully creating space behind you where you've let out of, even if the defender stays there. And we just don't seem to do this Mate. ever. And then it leads to that long kick down the line. And I don't know if this is work rate. I don't know if it's positioning because to, to just finish this point, where I'll, I'll let you talk because I know you're probably burning to say something, but I'm wondering if this is a bit of an issue as well with the, with the half forwards and the small forwards, because when we get the ball, these guys don't seem to be around anywhere. And, and I wonder, where, is, is that the push too high up and they're blocking some of this space that we're meant to be creating for the mids? Or Because there's times where we do get the fast break and there's they, where are they? And they should be the ones leading into the space, leading forward. And, yeah. and we turned the ball over far too many times on that fast break, looking for that kick. And clearly that was d- directive or they assumed someone was going to be there, but... Those small forwards, high half forwards just didn't seem to be in the space. Not to just put sole blame on them. It was just something I noticed. But yeah, the the leading and movement ahead of the ball has just been definitely a big struggle. 
I, I was cringing as you were saying that because it felt like I was getting like flashbacks to like Beatty when we were 13 years old playing school footy together, <laughs> telling us what we're not doing right out there, like being lazy and not making space. Like mm. it's actually disgustingly simple, the things that you were just going through. And and it just makes me think like, is it the truth? Like, are we, are we yeah. missing something here or is it, or is it that? Like, is that mm. work? Like, is it the fitness of these guys? Is it actually laziness? Like, I, I whenever someone's like, "Oh, that bloke's lazy," I'm always the first one to be like, mm. "Come on, they all, they all want this." Is it that? Is that what are we missing? And and it's hard to know, and it's hard to know if certain positioning is is that coach directive is is where they're wanting yeah, to exactly. look and make that initial decision. Is that the structure? And and it's so hard to know. And with this like playing group. There's so many questions around like who's how many coaches have they gone through where decisions we yeah. still don't know if they're making the right decisions, if they're understanding the game plan. And, and these are the frustrating parts. And I wonder if we're too clustered in stages or we push too high up to create. Yeah. And yep. the frustration also lies from this in the amount of indecision that our players seem to have. That's a great point. When we have the ball. Because yeah. We get the ball in certain aspects of the ground, say it's from a mark, and it's, well, where do I go? Now, is that, again, is that a system issue where the players aren't mm. aware, the players aren't in the right spots? I'm, I don't have yeah. the answer, but all I'm analyzing and seeing from these games is we get the ball and we have no idea where we're meant to be. And it's it's worse in... In traffic, where in in the actual general play, when we are handballing and, and trying to get this quick movement, because it leads to what you what you said, where we're handballing to guys that are under more pressure than the guy who originally had the ball, and it's because as soon as they get it, there's this almost mm-hmm. hesitation to not go. It's there's no direction, like motivation towards. Okay, this is at every single time when I get the ball, I know that there's a player out there, and this is what we're meant to do. I. I I don't know. Is that, is that is that just footy IQ? These guys just. I don't want to talk about. Well, I do want to talk about it, but do they just? <laughs> here. Can they just not? Can they just not cope with the pressure? And is that causing indecision, hesitation, and and these poor turnovers and skill errors? It's possible. It's possible that that's the case. But then, but then, why? Why is that? Why is that the case? Like, why are we succumbing mm. to that so much more than seemingly anyone else? Because of the the quality of the talent, like the guys that we have on the field. Why, yeah. why them? It's guys like Jacob Wiedering, who is one of the most esteemed defenders in the AFL. Mm. And one of the guys that you and I would have said, if I had to put my life on somebody to hit a target, like it would be, and make a good decision. It'd be him. He can't, he can't even do it anymore. Nah. So why, Quite why awful. I just don't get why it's so, widespread if that if that if it really is down to the pressure mm. and and then there were so many moments as well there was really good breakdown um on on twitter from uh, i believe the uh, sorry for getting if the at i get the at wrong um but i believe it's cripsy au um does some great twitch streams um mm-hmm. playing some fifa and and whatnot but massive Carlton supporter and was breaking down footage like you would on your on your first cracks on your footy shows, almost better than all the pros there. And it was insane sure. some of the footage he showed in like the third quarter where there was a bit of both. There was a bit of times where there was that indecision where guys weren't working and, and Brisbane sort of 
had set up really well. And instead of going to that option where you probably should have been, like our players weren't leading to mm-hmm. it. But the bigger thing I, I noticed was we had the switch. We had the kick in the middle. We had the right option at so many different stages. And we right. just, for whatever reason, like it was like head wasn't on a swivel. And we were, whether it was a focus on certain star players of where's Charlie, where's Harry, where's these guys, or whether it's directive of certain areas we should be looking at, but we're, we're at the half back line and all you had to do was just turn your head to the right. And there's three blokes screaming for the ball in the middle of the ground. You had the overlay yeah. kick. And sometimes I wonder in, in rewatching the game back in the, particularly the third quarter. Oh, sorry, mate. When I these. Haven't making you do that. That's oh mate. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just, it's just part of the caper. I wanted to try and see if I could bring something to it and, and analyze it. And there were just moments where we had the ball and it, it, he was players were fractionally there. All you had to do was make the kick or the player just yeah. has to move five meters directly towards the ball carrier. It's like a bit of both. And I don't know if the mm-hmm. guys there are not screaming for it enough or whether this is just what they don't want to do. And and the, the, the poor disposals from these players, particularly the defenders, I, I think comes from the amount of time that these guys are taking to make the decisions and that hesitation mm. to just put you under pressure, like something that frustrated okay. me quite a lot. And, and there was one guy that I'm starting to notice it and it's starting to really annoy the absolute hell out of me. And mm. I don't mean to pot a bloke. No, no. It's just someone that I notice that does this a lot. And it's Lewis Young. Every time he takes a mark or gets a free kick in that back line, mm. there's two things he does. He's either trying to catch just the guy who's on the mark trying to get him to go, or he's trying to look for a handball sideways. But every time he does it, he never gets back enough from the man on the mark. So in doing so, umpire calls play on, and he's so close to the guy on the mark, he's immediately under pressure. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's such an issue where so many of these guys are putting themselves under pressure by taking too long, allowing the teams to man up, and then... Doing that, standing too close to the man on the mark, where, where you don't give yeah. yourself that extra two meters to actually have an effective kick, it's like you, you, you're about to get smothered. So, you, of course, you have to hack kick it out. And then there's just so many, so many of these issues. I, I guess to put a big question on you, which I, I don't expect you to have the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I know the listeners would love to know. Mm. If you were to put more eggs in one certain basket, mm. would you put this down? to structure, coaching, directive, instruction? Or would you put it down to footy IQ and on the players? Like, Where is your kind of... I want to discuss this in full as we yeah. progress, but I just love a quick take if I can, whether who, who you're currently... Who your anger is slightly more directed to at this stage because I think that's probably something oh. that the, the, the fans at the moment are struggling with. Players for me. Mm. I think... I'm not even sure how to elaborate on that. I think so much of what you covered right then points to them. Mm. Like the when things are so simple, I mean, like you, you can devil's advocate what I'm saying and saying, well, maybe the game plan is too complicated. Mm. But I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think when, with, with these execution issues that I'm seeing, decision making when the when there's obvious things there mm. um everything everything you've talked about yeah. really 
Yeah. When I, it's, I can't go past them at the moment. When it's the same poor decision making, the same skill errors that we've seen for a while, I'm just, whether we think Vossi and the coaching group are, are doing a great job and the right people, um, I think that there, there has to come a time as well where you can't just keep saying, oh, the players don't understand the game plan. They seem confused. Oh, the, that's the yeah. coach's fault. Like, at what stage are the players just dumb? And they can't, whatever game plan you give them, they clearly can't execute. Because it seems like on the basis of simple layers that we've started with this group, they kind of nailed it. And the more you try to progress anything, any coach has done it, the players mm-hmm. just seem to wilter. And, and I'm not, so uh, for me, so much more blame has to go on them because Vossi, Vossi's not the one kicking the ball. Vossi's yeah. not the one that's working to create space. And there is a, there's a sentiment as well of like, oh, are you giving them the best setup? And if it keeps happening, you're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. And I agree with that to an extent, but there just seems to be so many missed opportunities with our decision-making and, and not getting mm-hmm. to those targets that are there. And then it's that, that split decision-making of, okay, when do I go fast and when do I go slow? And it just feels like we're getting that wrong every single time. Mm. And, and, don't, and, and probably the big thing that goes against this as far as a ball movement, which I'd love to touch on, which this for me is coaching issue. If we're going to mm-hmm. pin any of this on the coaches, which needs some of the blame. Do it. Our kick-in structure <laughs> is the worst in the AFL. I, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. And that's an aspect that's definitely not helping these players sort it out, but their decision-making has been very poor. Feels like the best case result from a kick in for us is a ball in sixty meters from goal. Mm. Like, is that yeah. pretty much the best outcome that we get? Like a stalemate sixty meters, where seemingly every team that plays us can get mm. into at least the wing without a without batting an eye. Yeah, I, I guess on this on this topic, we've, we've probably broken down some of the issues that I think are pretty clear. Everyone's kind of nailing them. How confident are you that this can kind of turn around? Because it's been another test against a team that puts the pressure on you, that takes away that corridor. And while I think we tried to take it on more this week than we probably did St. Kilda, it was just so many errors. And it led to turnovers, led to goals, turned it over in the worst spots. Decision-making was poor. Do you think that this is able to be fixed this season? Where are you kind of at? Because... You sort of led at the top of the show that you're a little bit more confident that, and, and maybe a bit more optimistic on things. And I just kind mm. of like to hear your thoughts and hear you elaborate yeah. on that because I know that at this stage I'm very, I, I'm very much at this point where like I really want to believe and I want to have this hope that it can all turn around. But equally, I'm struggling to see evidence right now that things yeah. can work. So where where's your head at as far as? resolving these issues and do you have any do you have any wild plans or anything that you'd like to see change <laughs> throughout game day or personnel or just or just anything very keen to to hear your thoughts i definitely don't blame you or others for not feeling the optimism and i definitely i'm not betting on things to turn around in the next month or so um i guess when i now just think back to this past 20 minutes of and the things we've discussed and I want to throw up at how simple some of the things are. Doesn't that, and this and I sound mm. like I'm psychotic right now, but doesn't that give you more confidence that we can turn it around then if we were sitting here lost by 30, 
and we're like, we have no idea what has gone mm. wrong. It looked like everything went right and we lost by 30. Like that to me sounds like even more of a headache than mm. like if we can just work harder and make better decisions. Like we saw, I know, and people are going to hate me for drawing comparisons here because you and I certainly weren't going over the top, but we did destroy a team that is about 10 levels behind the one that beat us on a Friday night. We can make smart decisions, even though there was less pressure, Mm. but that at least gives me faith that, well, maybe if we can start to withstand the pressure, which is why I wanted to see it in this game, that we can execute. So I'm certainly not betting that it's going to turn around in this month, mm. but you know that's at least my yeah. optimistic look at it. No, and it kind of probably echoes what I heard Lee Montagna say on first crack, where he mentioned that you know our defense and I think our defensive structures to an extent are pretty pretty sound. Like obviously we get scored heavily against off turnover, but that's not really. That much defensive structure, I don't think there's much you can do when you're you're making a poor error at a poor section of the ground. There's you can't yeah. really defend a lot of that. Probably the only really average team defense I'd say probably comes from that forward line, which is definitely a big issue around those small forwards, high half forwards. It's clearly an, an area that is a, an issue with this list. Um, but he was saying that you know we've kind of got the defense sorted and that's one of the harder things to get the offense. You can kind of fix as the season goes, you can diagnose the problems and work to fix it. And clearly we know the issues. I'm sure the coaches are aware of it, whether them and the playing group can turn this around together is going to be the big question mark. This next run of fixtures is so tough and I've just Mm -hmm. got to sort it out. I I was hoping we'd be at a better point at this stage in the season because me too and i think everyone did but you you look at last year and you i think everyone the frustration really stems from if this was how we started last year you could probably kind of give a little bit of leniency because yeah i understand you just a new coach it's going to take time but you thought we were past this little development stage of, of game plan Another preseason, let's just slightly build on it. And it just feels like we've fallen away quite a lot in a lot of mm. areas. That the, the that fast, frantic football that got us that that quarter against Sydney where we went ballistic, these little things, they're just not there. And it doesn't feel like it can happen. That second and third quarter, it didn't really feel as if we were about to break the game open at any stage, even though we've got so much of this possession now. Teams are kind of happy to ha- let us have the ball because they're clearly just going to turn it over. Um, but yeah, it's such a yeah. it's such a weird aspect of our game right now. So then, I guess a question that I have for you then is: if you're thinking back to these times last year where it was working, mm. it's pretty much the same group now. What what do you feel like has changed from those great moments like the Sydney game, like you mentioned? And doesn't it's a, that it's a tough, and doesn't it's a that kind of give you? But at the very least, doesn't that give you some kind of feeling like, well, it has to be in us then? I think that the difficult thing is it was there for patches last season, 
And in those big moments that my brain always goes to, those last few mm. games is when it disappeared. Season. And that and that second half of last year is kind of what we've seen again this year. And even if you if you do go back to when we were good and undefeated and, and had that big start <laughs> to the year, like we were good for a half of footy and then we were horrendous. Mm-hmm. So I think we've fixed we've fixed some of the defensive issues, but obviously the balance is not there. And and the worry probably going and talking about the game plan, which we've touched on for weeks, pretty much this season. And, and it's the hardest part mm-hmm. about this podcast is so much of what we're talking about now. It just feels like you could listen to any episode oh, no. that we've recorded. And it's any the same loss. thing because, I mean, I've lost my train of thought a bit there to be honest. <laughs> I've even, I mean, that's the thing. I've, I've talked about it so many times. I don't even know. <sighs> What I'm talking about? Uh, I can't save you, mate. To be honest, no. I've got. I've got. <laughs> Move nothing. on. I'll be honest. I've completely lost it. But I don't know, man. The, the way that we're moving this ball at the moment is is just poor, and it's broken my brain. If it comes back, that's I'll right. bring it out. But I mean, that's all I've got. <laughs> the listeners will be What's like, "You were you were doing it, mate. You were nailing it, and you've just lost it." But this, <laughs> this club's breaking me. They're breaking me down. What's your next burning topic, mate? <sighs> well, I mean, this is. This is a very interesting one. Love okay. to get your take on this. Take on this. Love giving you my takes. Messaging from the football club seems to be... Oh, my favorite topic. The hot topic. The hot topic right now, and it, it started... You're not going to like my take on this, by the way. Started before the game, but no one, no one really heard about it until after the loss. Started with Brian Cook. It all started yep. to come out. It, it, basically, they are, I'll go through some of these quotes, some of the quotes from these three individuals that have come out in the media. Brian Cook was asked a question, do we need to make the eight this year? His reply was, I would say if we don't make it, it's not the end of the world, but gee, I think we'd cop a bit of backlash. Adam mm-hmm. Chera comes out today and gets asked, is it a failure if we don't play finals this year? answer is every week Vossi is big on not just looking at the big picture but looking at the little things week by week trying to get better we're going to get there as soon as possible so I definitely wouldn't call it a failure even though it's our goal it might be this year it might be next year but we want to get there as soon as possible and then kind of Mm -hmm. not necessarily on that but another thing people are getting very annoyed at with the way that we're getting spoken to and the rhetoric of it goes to Michael Voss straight after the game all the fan base pretty much dying to hear what he has to say. We've just had another poor display of football. How are we fixing it? What's going on? What does he think? And he comes out with a couple of quotes saying, I can't ask for more effort. And then saying that our effort kept us in the game. I guess what is your kind of feelings around those sentiments from the club, the messaging from the from CEO, coach, mm-hmm. and, and players? Because it's caused a storm on social media. Oh, I'm scared to give my opinions on this one. I really don't care about any of it. Mm. And I feel like... So say say that Brian Cook says... I I have to be honest, I haven't put so much thought into this because I I think it's a very unproductive thing for us to do as supporters is dissect this stuff. I think it's much more useful for us to talk about the actual game the players the stuff that actually matters but basically off the top of my head if if brian cook said yes this season will be a failure if we don't make finals and then we don't make finals what happens to him 
I'm see this is this is and I'm very keen to get into this discussion because there's a few ways you can kind of answer this question. And firstly, what like okay, I'll kind of pose it back to you because I think you have a maybe a different slightly different opinion to me. But if he says, yeah, finals is the target, we probably won't mark it as a success because that's that's at least the first goal. So let's go. If we don't make finals, like the heat's going to come for us anyway. Digging up a quote that Brian Cook said mid, midway through the year, I don't think that's going to cause that much damage when that's the clear target for us anyway. And that's that's my opinion as far as surely the backlash for saying, yeah, it'd probably be a bit of a failure if we don't make finals. Like I don't know if that's really heaping on any more pressure that's not already there from the media and supporters and just everyone in general. What's your kind of take on that? But then he's he's agreeing with the the spin of that the media is try, will be trying to put on us and that us as supporters we're just getting it thrown at us by every angle. And then if the club is also telling us the same thing, it's like, well, who like who can we turn to now? It's kind of like like my belief, and I think you at your core as like us as supporters, we support this club and. I think you've got to have that kind of that hope there. And that's why I just don't care about like, right? Not I don't care too much about what Vossi's saying in these press conferences that he has to do every week, mandated by the AFL. Like it doesn't. I don't think it means anything. To the players, the players aren't in the rooms like listening to what Vossi's saying. Like he's giving totally different messaging to them in the rooms. I just, it's it's just never been something that I've cared too much about, and I know that I know that you do more than me, but I just don't see why Cookie would be that ruthless because I, you, I, I, I do think people, I do think the media digs up quotes like that. It happens all the time. They go, "This season was a failure." So the first two seasons under your, um, under your leadership has been a failure. Why aren't you leaving? And he's just got to protect himself at the end of the day. I get the sentiment, but if they're if they're already going to come for you regardless of whether he even answered that question and going to say, you haven't made finals, we see that as a failure, whether you've said it or not, get out of here. I, I don't necessarily understand the difference in him saying it or not rather than going to your point, talking about the press conferences and things like that. Like the... Where the frustration for me lies, and I don't think I'm all the way down in the camp as much as I've seen other people on social media talk about it. I'm definitely mm-hmm. not as aggressive towards it. I, I, I don't like it, but I'm not burn the club down. Oh my God, get these people out. They're going to ruin us. But it's mm. what we hear in these interviews, what we hear in press conferences, that's for the fans. That is the only messaging we get from them to us. Who's watching these things? Who's listening to these interviews? It's not for Richmond supporters. It's not for anyone. It's for the Carlton fan base. This is the only time we hear from these people. And I think to sometimes just not understand, which is how it feels to me, feel free to disagree, that Mm -hmm. the way we get spoken to it just feels a little bit, I can't think of the word 100%, but it's just frustrating hearing the way they speak to us. It feels slightly disingenuous. It feels 
like they just don't care what we think. Because coming out and immediately saying, Vossi going, I thought the effort was good. If he for one second thought this press conference is for the fans, this is my message to them, knowing they all just left the game at three-quarter time, surely you in your head would go, hmm, I reckon if I said the effort was good, everyone would be very angry at me saying that. So maybe think of a different way to say it, or maybe don't open with that. It just mm-hmm. the, the messaging that comes through to us from them at the moment, I just it's not what I want them to say. And and last point before I'll, I'll let you jump back in. Sorry for just no, hogging right. the mic for a bit. No, 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 it's fine. The one thing that I think frustrates me more than this, what could he say when you ask them, is it success or failure? I feel like you can answer it by not answering the question at all. And that's probably if you're worried about the backlash, is it not safer to answer it in a way where we don't talk, we don't use those words, we're not worried about that, we know what our goals are. Hmm. We want, we're just going to work towards it. What happens at the end of the season happens at the end of the season. I'm not dealing with hypotheticals. We're working hard. We're going to sort this out. We're going to hit our targets. That's what we're here to do. I'm not going to get yeah. bogged down in what could happen in six months, what's going to happen here, or what happens if this, because we don't know that, mate. If I'm worried about that, what am I doing here? We've got our targets. We know what yeah. we need to achieve. We've just got to put down the work. And if you say that, then like you haven't answered the question. You haven't put a success or failure on it. They can't really come for you for that. But you've kind of given the fans a little bit more. And I do agree that there's not much probably that you could say in general that is going to 100% have me excited. But what I'm definitely hearing right now is so far away from what I, I think I want to be hearing. You you had you had me for a second there and until you kind of went to what you would rather hear. So but so you're saying that you you just got straight bats from everybody and just dancing around every question. That's good. Well, I don't think it's a it's necessarily a straight bat because like answering that success question is but like the, it's as you're saying, like the media are waiting for you to, to answer that so they can get the little sound bite. So I think you can just say that in another way that comes across as it gives a shit what you think is a success or whether whatever, whoever thinks a success, failure, who cares? We're just going to work and we're going to sort it out. I mean, mm. that's still, that's answering it without answering it, but you're giving a better... Yeah take because i think the issue why everyone's kicking up such a fuss in them saying well it's not a failure or it's not the end of the world if we don't make the eight is the worry that that mentality is causing what we're currently seeing this not Hmm. being able to be accountable like think back to like our interview with kuda and and listening to the interviews for our 100th episode when they were like mate if you weren't here to win a premiership you weren't here like you would get you out of the club. These are the standards. You have to be here. And if you can't do it, if you're too weak, too mentally weak to say, we want to win a bloody grand final and that's what we're doing next season, you're not going to do it. And I feel like listening to those people that have been able to reach that level, a level that unfortunately we'll never be able to reach, that's <laughs> hey, all I can take from. And hearing these professionals talk about standards, talk about this, I think that's where everyone's getting very frustrated with it and with the messaging mm-hmm. around Vossi and co. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. I think, and again, one thing I have to disagree with a little bit. I think that I agree that the fans care a lot about the the press conferences, but that's not just for them. It's it's for the media as well because that's what they do. They pick apart every every word that comes out during those things for their headlines during the week. And mm. if they didn't have that avenue, then they'd have nothing to they'd have no quotes to pot us about. But I understand your point about that it being for the fans as well. And a lot of people do rely on it to be able to understand it. But hmm. I, I just think that that's, that's your direct line to fans. I understand the media is a part of it, but surely someone at the club can be like, mate, if you talk about learnings and effort, like hmm. that is not what anyone wants to hear right now. Keep park that somewhere else. Say something else. Cause I kind of go to, other coaches, other managers in sports that I follow. And, and like when like Jurgen, that's all I can go to. And when Jurgen mm. Klopp like yeah, took yeah. over Liverpool, it was, I couldn't wait for every press conference because you just knew he was going to say something and he was going to be inspiring. And you were going to try and maybe get a glimpse of what the players are sensing. Cause you read into everything and knowing mm. that this is your platform to discuss and talk about it. And I just think that, the way that we're getting spoken to and the lack of what feels like the lack of care towards it is where the frustration is coming from. But I also do agree mm. in your kind of point to an extent where like, I don't think we should be getting so riled up at someone saying success or failure. I don't truly believe that that is the cause of everything and deserves a Oh, it's mm. all of these people in the football club that are saying this, therefore we're garbage when there's clearly so many other layers to it. But I just think it's so silly that these people should know better and hire some communication expert to find the best answer to this question that's going to suit everyone's <laughs> needs because you know the question's going to arrive. It just feels a little dumb. And then you read into everything and it goes, I guess, to a whole nother level. But mm. it's a very interesting, interesting discussion. I guess to, to wrap this up and, and not, not trying to put you on the spot here at all, but I'm trying to imagine, so say we were here and we spoke about the game and we were like, okay, well, on a bright side, it was actually, you liked how Vossi handled the media this week. What, what would be the kind of key point or points that you would have heard from him where you would have gone, oh, okay, he actually did a good job this week. As in, say, like we no. lose in a similar fashion or something like no, that. No, literally, literally, this game. Like, what if he what got up after this game? What would you have heard? Where you not that you're happy with it, but you're like, okay, he actually did that well today. I think immediately walk in to the press conference and just go, yeah, look, wasn't good enough. Um, I'll I'll happy to put my hand up. They beat us in these key areas. We weren't able to cope with this. Um, that's not the standard. That's it. Just wasn't good enough all round. Um, we, we're having issues with 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 this key area. Like clearly, all the things like ball movement is being a bit of an issue. Um, and not you don't have to give away a lot. Like you don't have to go mm. into what you're wanting and things like that. But I just think a bit of onus of like, yeah, look, wasn't good enough. Standards need to be higher. Obviously, I can come out and say that we're working on it, we're working on it, but until we prove it, until we go out there and get this four-quarter performance against a really good opposition, it was another big test and we weren't able to capitalize on it. Um, all I can say is that we're, we understand the issues that are, that are happening and we're working hard to try and sort them out. 
Um, but until we sort like those it. out, until we sort those out, I'm going to have to keep fronting up every single week and, and saying the same thing. And we need standards. This wasn't it. I can highlight some things that went well. And, and, I, and we will. We will. We'll get into the review and we'll talk about these things that did went well, but we have to discuss the things that didn't. And unfortunately, there's more than there was good. And we've just got to front up and, and cop it and build on it. And we'll be there next week because it's a long season and we've just got to take everything from this game and make sure that it doesn't happen again. I like thought of that on the cuff, mate. You're telling You're welcome, me mate. someone That's that actually understands the game, someone that understands the game better than me, that has communication experts around them writing shit, can't just come in and say that. Just own it. Just accountability straight away. Be like, you don't have to dump the players. All he has to say, and I get it, there'll be a bit more pressure on him in a way, but this is where strong football clubs don't give a shit about the media pressure. If they believe Voss is the right guy and they want to do that, the media can come for him all they want for, oh, he's he's saying he's not good enough, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, he's, he's our coach. Who gives a shit? Wait for three weeks and we'll be the best team in the competition. We're working on it. I don't know. I just I just want a bit more. Yep. That wasn't good enough. Let's go. What do you want yeah. to ask me? I like it. Like Rather I said, than just saying, oh, I'm the effort was that great, off to the club, mate. Yeah, I don't know. Just it's just not doesn't sit right, and it, maybe it stems from this. Is the last thing I'll touch on because um, I feel like we've spoken about this topic that I didn't want to spend too much time on for ages. But when you think about Vossi, when you think about what he could be as a coach, it's this hard, ruthless what he was as a player, hmm. and I'm not sure we've seen that as much. And I think that's kind of maybe where I'm steering towards. Where I just want to see a bit of that glimpse that inspiring side that we see at times that we've seen it, you know, the, the John Nichols medal where you get a bit inspired by what Vossi is saying. Cause at the moment it just mm. feels like, and I don't necessarily blame him to a full extent. He's going to these press conferences just to get through them and, and work it out with the boys. But I think he needs to understand that this is the glimpse we get that us fans get. And there's a reason why when you add all these things together, the fans are leaving at three-quarter time and booing him mm. for what we're seeing. Not that I agree with it. Everyone has their own. Anyone can do what they want. Paid member, they pay their tickets. They can do whatever they want. But I feel like there just needs to be a bit of more smarts from um, those within the club just to understand yeah. what would happen by saying certain things. Yeah. No, I, I agree with, with your final point there, mm. I guess. And the reason that so much of this is not a care factor too much for me is that I, I just don't think this really has anything to do with what we saw out on the field. Mm. Like people are gonna, people are gonna draw comparisons between that and who Vossi is and his coaching mm. and everything. And we're gonna get to listen to questions, and more than half of them yeah. are about Vossi and the coach. I just don't think that what we're seeing mm. after the game and in the media is really having any impact on the field. Yeah. And that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, and I agree. And I just hope. I just, I just want it. I want to get a bit totally. more so I can get inspired and get a bit more hope going on. Um, are there any other Love big it. key topics that you took from this game? Any other burning questions you have for me? Anything else? Oh God! Well, we've got so many topics in the listener questions. We've got a uh, go comment it. here from a comment here from Ian. Ian with a double I, E I I I A I N. Someone's an uh, alpha of his better than me. <laughs> you, you can't answer the questions because there's too fucking many of them. <laughs> and he's not wrong. We have had more questions this week than ever. And I don't know whether it's just 
there's lots to chat about or whether the podcast is thriving. I'm going to assume thriving. the latter. Definitely. We're just, we're just kicking a lot of goals. Um, yeah, God. Oh, my God. There's so many good things to read out. We've obviously got one from Scoops. Uh, why can't we hit targets anymore? Our disposal mm. is horrendous. We've talked about that. Uh, Bluey McKenzie, you'll like this one. Horrible by foot, glitchy going forward. When will they upload the patch to our team? <laughs> Bit of a, uh, I know you're passionate about the new Ooh, game. Yeah. Can't play it. At least I'm an Xbox player. It's worked out well for me. I'll tell you what. Hopefully when they release it, um, it'll be playable. <laughs> Hopefully so. Um, I think this is something that we probably talked about on the first episode of this show a long four years ago from at Carlton Project. Are we too nice? Oh, this is great. I have a point on this. I actually had a point for one of our next subjects. Something I noticed, something I noticed, and I know you'll kind of love where I'm heading with it because Brisbane, I reckon almost every time they tackled us hard, got a holding a ball, was just a, a... Stopped momentum, did something, ball up. They were into us. It wasn't just tackle, get off him, play the ball. It was half an extra second, grab the jumper, make you earn it. Just let them know that they're there. An extra bump. You made a mistake. They were bumping them. They were doing everything. Now, do you recall something that we loved on this podcast? Long-term listeners, long-time listeners will be aware of this one. (laughs) When the opposition made a mistake and all the players went up to him and started rubbing the opposition player's head that made the mistake. Of course they do. Of course. There was a moment where Lewis Young had an absolute blunder and like three Brisbane players went into him, started bumping him, letting him know. And like Newman got in there and tried to get him. Actually, I'm sorry. It might have been Saad. I think it was Saad, not Young. And, and, you know, Newman's the only one backing him up. But like, when do we do this anymore? Never. When are we? And maybe there's a part of it that when you're getting beaten so much, it's hard for you to do it. But... Is there, is there a bit of psychology behind giving a little bit extra in those tackles, letting them know that like this isn't easy, we're here every day, and just being nasty? Because I noticed like Lockie Neal mm. was a big offender in just being a bit of a pest. And yeah. I just don't think we, we've really shown a lot of that. And I wonder if we did, whether that would at least add a bit more pressure to, to what we're able to do on the field, a bit more physicality. Yep. Yeah, we had a question from Caleb Blessing as well. Where is our hard edge? We play gentle, mm. sociable footy. Um, can't yeah. disagree. Can't disagree. Mm. It's something that we loved about Stocker. Um, it's something that we hoped he was it was gonna be contagious from him and mm. get around everybody. I don't know, man. Tell me who's tell me who's got the hardest edge in that twenty two. Crips. Newman, maybe. Oh, it's, maybe? It, but it's, it, it's even still few and far between mm-hmm. in terms of what they're actually putting out there. Agreed. I mean, that's the kind of thing that I don't know if some people are like, oh, we don't want to see this, but that's the stuff that I want to see next week, mm-hmm. like two minutes into the game. Like that's that's the care factor. That's showing like a really just obvious response to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Oh god, there's so many big, big picture questions here. Um, do you have anything before I look, give you something to go on a rant about? Nah, go for it. Go for it. Okay, so from AJ, is this as good as it gets? 
beat up some low teams, but we can't mix it with the top eight. Is this just who we are? No. No. Agree. Like, I won't go too deep into this, but mm-hmm. I understand everyone losing faith and and it's funny. Like, whether it happens with this group or not, whether it needs a bit of an evolution at the end of the season, whether it happens in a couple of years, I don't know. But, like, we've been shit. And the hardest part is where that middle of the pack at the moment where... yeah. Like it's the hardest part from like a list manager and things like that because you don't know 100% what to do. Do you do you cull some of the people to get some youth in and square up some other parts of the field or do you have mm. enough and that's just going to propel you in a few years? But look, we've been down the bottom. We're not that anymore. We can beat the, the shit teams and we seem to be struggling against the others. But I don't know. Just It, it will turn at some stage. Whether we go through another dip or not, who knows? But I don't know. I, I think I'm very always glass half full. That it, it, who knows? It could take anything. So many teams. If you try to relate to something, so many teams have been shit and had these seasons, and and where there was expectation, and then a few few years later, I've gone on to win a flag. So I don't think it's mm-hmm. it, it's going to just completely fall off. Is the first time we at least have. And it's, this is probably the this is probably the belief where the belief comes from. The top end talents there, it's everything else around it that's not. We haven't mm-hmm. had that in a long time, so surely something can come of this. I pray. Which leads me into my final one. And again, thank you so much, everybody, for submitting questions. Mm. It was way way too many for us to get to them this week, but I'm not going to be able to pronounce this at either. But from Blue Bagger, why do we still care so much? Like really, mm. tell no, me, Ian, because I've seen I've seen some. You know, you said before people can obviously do what they want, leave at three quarter time, burn the memberships, all that kind of thing. But saw a bit of mm. that talk this week. Mm. Um, it's not something that I can ever really understand. People saying, you know, I'm gonna, I'm mm. gonna stop supporting this team soon. What do you What do you think about all that? It's hard. I probably I take it personally, even though I shouldn't. Which I think hurts me. Like I do too. I see people leaving at three quarter time and like I'm not please do not take this the wrong way. Like I have nothing against anyone that does or anyone that leaves early. I get it. Like some people live far away. They they've got other things on. Everyone's gone mm-hmm. through a lot. I do not begrudge anyone for not staying. Firstly. Absolutely. I just wish we stayed because I am. Cause, cause you're there. Cause I want to support and watch what happens. Cause you never know. Like footy's a weird one. You never know what could happen and whether you end up winning the game when things turn. And I'll always be. Mm. I'm just. That's just me. I'm always going to be someone that's there that will stay to the end, even if we're getting flogged, even if I don't want to be there. It's just mm. in my nature. And like I asked myself the question last, like against St Kilda, and then this one, like the question creeps in, like why do we bother doing the pod, like? I'm repeating the same things. I don't, what are we from like a content view? It's like, well, what am I bringing that is going to be worth someone actually spending their time listening to right now? Cause it's the same, what I'm just repeating the same thing. It's negative. What are we getting out of this? Why am I putting myself through it? Why am I watching the replay? Why Hmm, I could be doing so many other things, but it all kind of stems back at when I see these things, when I see people going, 
no, nah, send a message. Don't sign up to your membership next year. I'm done. I don't want to see it anymore. And I think that's where there's a part of me that just goes like, and this is just probably my God complex to be honest, but it's like, I want to be a change. I want to help unite. I want to help bring motivation. And it's probably yeah. what we, we've sat down and spoken about, like when with so many Carlton creators out there that do such an amazing job that have so many diverse opinions, yeah. it's like, What's our point of difference? What can we potentially offer that mm-hmm. isn't there? What's our brand? What do we stand for? Asking ourselves the hard questions, having the ex- yeah. internal reviews. And it's kind 100%. of like that light at the end of the tunnel, like discuss everything. Things are bad, but then try to find a glimpse. And yeah. I think what it all comes back down to is like, you've got the talent of high end that we haven't had. And that's not enough. Clearly you need system. You need other players around that, but there is enough in that playing group that we trust, that we think we trust. Hmm. And you just kind of got to back that in. Like, I think I've said this multiple times, but it's just like, you just hope is all you have as a supporter. Like the one team wins it every year. Yeah. You don't know if it's going to be good, but the only reason you support the club is because you hope you're going to be better next year. And like, that's it. Like, that's just, that's the grim part of being a football fan. You just got to hope because if you don't hope, then why even watching the sport? Like if you think it's going to be bad, then don't waste your energy. And that's not like a, having a go at someone. I hope that someone doesn't take it that way, but like, I don't know. It's just a tough one. But- it's a tough subject. It's a tough one to talk about. Um, but yeah, I think you just, you, you do what's best for you. Bit of a podcast admin here. I think we need to start getting a little clip of you when you fucking go off at the end of an episode with some absolute inspiration. <laughs> Cut that thing out, slap it at the top because we were moping around for the first bit and now you've fired me up. And now I believe again. No, <laughs> now, oh, no, I'm sucked we're in. Win I'm next sucked week. In. And we're going to win the week <laughs> after. Um, no, I, I have so, I, I honestly just... Yeah, Mm. I just can't give up. And I know that this podcast is going to be, this is like the narrative Mm. of us getting to that Mm. first premiership in our lifetime. And we're going to be able to reflect on this, whether it's this year or in five years. Mm. Um, It's it's all part of the journey. But did you, uh, this is a bit of a segue, but did you see um, Giannis speaking after they were eliminated the other week? I did. It's just interesting to draw comparisons to that and, and the backlash that he got um, from him being like, obviously, if mm. not a failure, that a team that was a, a favorite to win the chip was eliminated early. Mm. Um, you know, everyone's got mixed opinions about that, but yeah. I think you can draw comparisons to that and and where we're at. Mm. And, and I, I don't want to keep going on on the point, but I think it's just there's ways of wording it that come off better for what you're probably meaning to say. And I think that's what Giannis probably yeah, did yeah. quite well in just probably just explaining a little bit better. Um, but it is a very I'm interesting, not... it's an interesting point that, you know, he's getting somewhat praise for that. And then we sort of come out and have a similar rhetoric in, and what's, this is, I don't know if I should say this, but it'll be very funny if, you know, Get next canceled. year we win the, we win the premiership and it's like, yeah, we will. Um, the the mentality and the way that we weren't just trying to put it all on one thing and success and failure. It was those incremental goals and those 
not mm. getting bogged down and stressed about just one thing and focusing on all the others. That's what got this team to win a flag <laughs> like that. I can just see that happening. And then it just being this like very funny thing to look back on. Who yeah. knows? I, I don't raise that as a, as a point about the messaging. I more mean it as a way of just us all thinking. Yeah. If, we, if we're trying to look at it positively, just try and think about this as all part of the story to mm. that premiership. And it's going to come eventually, even though it, I'm not, I'm not going to finish that sentence. I, I want to go deep into something here. I know we're like an hour in, but let's do it. Um, go on. <laughs> do you take any... I saw someone post this. Do you think there's anything to take into maybe Cookie? Because he's a smart man, very smart man. Success follows Agreed. this guy. So he knows what mm-hmm. he's kind of doing. Is there a part of you that goes when he says, you know, not the end of the world, things like that, that make you think that, he doesn't necessarily think the list and everything is where it is meant to be. Mm. Like, is mm-hmm. there a part of you that goes, maybe yeah. behind the scenes, they've gone, this list that we think is top, that we assumed was top four and ready to go. Like, we're looking at things at the moment and we're going, it's not. Mm. The finals maybe isn't the expectation for this group because we're seeing so many issues that need to be addressed shit like we're trying to sort this we're gonna get it we've we understand it but yeah finals isn't the pass mark anymore because even though we need to do it because of all the other reasons it's been so long rebuild blah 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 we know that this isn't right do you think that there's an element of that or is that way too doom and gloom looking at it i suppose no and i don't necessarily think that is doom and gloom um i think they i think there definitely could be something in that we (laughs) had high we had high expectations at the start of the year, but um, I mean, we talk about it all the time that it's very difficult for us to get like our Carlton bias off when evaluating mm. some of these guys. Mm. Like Patrick Chris won the Brownlow last year, and um, he's he's not put he's not dishing out captain like performances no. right now. Um, and there's plenty of guys that I can look at in these three losses where I. I think of them as an A grader, a B plus grader, and they're not playing like that at all. Mm. Yeah. No, and like uh, so many, so much of it, and I just get so many ideas and it's like half of me just wants to do list analysis episodes after every single loss and try to fix these things instead of talking about the game, to be honest. Like that's immediately where my mind goes. And like Mm. you, you look at the team that's out there and obviously there's a lot of talent and we should be performing better off what we have. But like you look at some of the guys, Ed Kerno, Josh Honey, the yeah. rest of the smalls that we have there inexperienced. Right. And you, if you, if you analyze it in a certain way, there's parts of, and this, I don't want this to be a cop out because while I do believe we should be being better, it's a part of you that goes like, yeah, is it going to be compete well against Brisbane? When you look at, some of the talent like is Lewis Young actually that good he gets subbed off and has one of the worst games he's played for this club and different things like that and you're going like okay is this is this right is are the accompanying players to this list good enough right now to actually do Mm. it the frustration comes when you look at other teams and how they've been able to take a step almost past us and we probably don't rate their list that high but I don't know it's interesting ask you a question Yes, I know we're running long, but I got a little bit to go. Um, probably the thing talking about coaching, talking about structure. Is there mm. anything that you would have liked to have seen changed up, personnel-wise, throughout the game? Because one of the big oh. things I'm noticing 
negatively is that teams often take away our strengths away from us, the contest and moving the ball and mm-hmm. things like this. And last few games have kind of shown that against good opposition, that what we're good at has been taken away and we struggle. And we don't seem to mm. do that to the opposition. Is there anything that you would like to see us experiment with or anything that you're looking at immediately that you don't like, that you'd like to change? You have to give <laughs> me the how to change it. But it's even funny. just things that you're going, I feel like this is an easy fix in a way. Uh, <laughs> you want me to call some blokes out? Oh, go for no, it. No, go no, for no, it. No, no, no. I want to see no. you fired up. I just, um, oh, it's. I know, I know, it's not the be all and end all of our issues, but I, I'm done with Josh Honey in this team <laughs> this season. I just have, I just have to say it yeah. because. Yeah. We're spoken about it every week, and I, I think there's just there's just no impact from that slot. I just had mm-hmm. to say it. Um, no, I'm 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 interested to hear your thoughts. I, I really wasn't in the mindset of um, mm-hmm. magnet swinging and that kind of thing in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'd, I'd love you to take it away. I had a couple, and they're real simple. Not going to say they were going to win us the game, but it just we weren't getting the mid forward connection. We weren't getting Harry having a massive impact pushing higher up the ground. And Charlie wasn't getting the ball deep. And when we were getting it in, it was on his head. Their tools were just mopping it up every single time, playing into Brisbane's hands. And I just thought that you look in that last quarter when Charlie starts to get involved, starts moving up the ground, that surely that should be a lever that we pull way earlier. When things aren't going well, it's like, get Charlie in there. Chuck him in a center bounce or something crazy. Like Even if you're not going that far, just switching Harry and Charlie around getting him higher, get Harry closer to goal. I feel like that brings just a different element that when we've got these two guys that can play those two roles, I don't know. It feels like an easy one. Also, like when Cribs starts struggling in that midfield, can you not just send him forward for a little bit maybe? See if that gets him into the game. I know maybe it doesn't because we weren't moving the ball well, but at least it gets him off. Josh Dunkley, who started to give him a bath in that second half. It just changes something mm. up. And it just it seems as if maybe I'm incorrect. Maybe they are doing things, but it just doesn't feel like they're doing a lot of experimenting yeah. in, in certain aspects. Or even just, can you throw someone else in a center bounce for once? It, it might work. It might not. Does a Durden go in there? Does a Motlop? Do you throw Adam Sard in there to get a bit of pace, trying to stream mm. through? that other teams are doing, if we're worried about this one-paced midfield and struggling, can you just in- throw Doc at the back and put Side in there for five minutes? I, I yeah. don't know. It just it, it feels like knowing that what we're doing isn't working and not trying anything different that it seems. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there are options that we could do that are simple, that I floor versus ceiling i don't think you're losing anything yeah understood. But you could gain something well it's the thing i mean we've spoken about this a bit during Vossi's tenure it doesn't really seem like something that they do no though is that an issue i mean is that why yeah things aren't performing well because we're too stuck on whatever we're doing whether it's working or not I'm I'm often an advocate for trying something like that, particularly in a situation like this game where it doesn't feel like anything is working. Mm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Well, I don't think we're ever gonna um, pot them for that in, in a game mm. like this. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, no, it's an interesting one. Did you have anything else you wanted to touch on the game before we get into the votes? The fun part of this one? I'm done with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So let's get into the votes. This is where maybe a bit of positivity can get into it. I know this was a tough one. There wasn't a lot of great performances. But who have you given your votes to? Your three, your two, and your one this week? Not loving it this week. But Chero was pretty good. Yes. Not perfect, but pretty good. So three for me. Doherty, I can I say this for everyone. Not great, but good. Two for him. And then you know what? Fuck it. Bam bam one. <laughs> I look, when you hear my votes, it's gonna be very similar. You'll hear something. I have given my one to Mitch McGovern. I thought he was our best in defense. Yes. And what I really enjoyed from him was everyone made errors. Everyone made errors by foot. But compared to, I think, everyone else in that back line, he was the only one that every time he got the ball was looking to move it, was looking to make something happen. Thought yeah, his intercepting was really good. And the fact that he was trying to make things happen, trying to go that that kick, I just think that he's yeah. someone I can trust down there. And so I think that deserves a vote. I've given two votes to Matt Kennedy because wow. Uh, if there's one thing, that would stop me, buddy, being a member of this football club. It's if this man continues to be the sub. Um, <laughs> like, genuinely was killing us on level two of Marvel Stadium. There was like a lovely little community that was building in that last quarter that were oh, just I almost bet. feeding off the energy of why is Matt Kennedy the sub? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'll just rattle off some stats for you here. I haven't gone Go stat heavy in this episode because. I'm sick of the stats, but this deserves something. <laughs> 13 disposals in 32 minutes of game time. He had four less disposals than Cripps and Ed Kerno. That's ridiculous. Played 32 that... minutes. Played a quarter and a bit. Two tackles, one goal, four marks, four score involvements, three clearances, five inside 50s, which was the third highest for Carlton. Now, I get it. He's fresh. It helps. It, it's going to be easy. Yeah. There wasn't as much pressure in that last quarter from Brisbane. We got some goals back, but I do not understand the decision-making why, behind why this man doesn't get a game over others. Mate. And when you see him do that, he's getting two votes because the rest were garbage. Nah. And three, obviously, to Adam Chera because he was sublime again. He's by far our best player at the moment. And it's frustrating that I, while I wanted Chera to have a great season, Everyone else hasn't kind of gone with him at this stage. Um, but yeah. You, you have contradicted yourself like never before, my friend. We're eight weeks into this bloody season. <laughs> Matt Kennedy, no votes from us in the first seven. They play him as the sub. Votes. It's the perfect, it's the perfect role for him. <laughs> He's the perfect sub. He's the perfect sub. His best game of the season it was because he was the sub. So run it back is what I'm hearing. <laughs> oh, 100%. Um, no, look, there is an element that maybe this is the kick he needed to do something. But, yeah, when, when other blokes are running through that, it is quite frustrating. But He'll be in the team next week. He'll be in. We've got one last segment before we wrap this episode up. Um, it's been an interesting one. It's been a down one. Hopefully, it's a bit more lively. Uh, and they're reviewing it next week, but we've still got our match build up to chat through midweek. So that's going to be exciting to get True. us excited about the doggies. They've pretty much been our bunnies the last few years. So that'll be helpful. But to end this episode, if you've stuck with us this late, we'll try and get some enjoyment back. Try to get 
a bit more fun. It is everyone's favorite segment, Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the ceremony of ceremonies. Straighten your tie, adjust your monocle, and raise a pinky for the navy blue corner Hall of Fame. Now, Lockie, I've made a bit of an executive decision here. We definitely can't do too much Hall of Shame this week because just about everything probably could have gone into that. So we can't go Hall of Shame on the players or acts. Understood. Did you have anything that you were thinking that you saw that caught your eye, something maybe a bit humorous, any little anecdotes from the game that you would like to see inducted into the Hall of Fame, nominated for the Hall of Fame, or have you let me down again, mate? Have you let me down again? (laughs) Oh, thanks, for, thanks for ending it with that. I, I'm surprised that you've you've come with the Hoff this week. I felt like the vibes were not going to warrant. It's what the ceremony. people need to lift us up, mate. I Everyone needs it. Everyone needs it. So no, I'd love to. I'd love to hand it over to you to induct something. Well, you're lucky that I do the heavy lifting for this podcast because I've got three options for you, mate. You want to select something. I'll let you go with this. Hopefully one of them deserves the induction because you could, you could say they're all bad. You could say they're all bad. If anyone had anything, anyone had anything around this game that they would like to induct, drop it in the comments. If you're watching tweet at us at Navy blue corner, but, I'll go the first one, and and this is a bit. They're they're all kind of a bit shamey. They're all very negative, but maybe in a fun way. Um, three quarter time, it's all happening. The fans are evacuating the stadium. There's boos ringing out because the performance did not warrant any cheers. The fans are upset from what they've just seen. So what do we go and do? What do we do during the three quarter time break? Did somebody say dance cam? <laughs> the mate, mate, why our quarter time, oh. half time, the fan engagement? I'm already oh, like a boomer. I'm a, I'm a boomer on this. I hate it. I just oh, don't I enjoy it, it. It sucks. This. How many times do we have to sing horses, mate? That song was a dead meme like five years ago. Let's move on. It's Bro. not good. You can't bring it out every home game. Now we've got like surely someone, if you'd written down dance cam at three quarter time, someone needs to be in that box. Just go, nah, no, 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 no. This is a bad idea. That was mm-hmm. I'm so horrific. glad you brought this so, up. So that needs to get brought up firstly. Um, secondly. Inducted. Oh, I, wait, I've got more. No, I'm joking. You go think, on. Go you, on. Think, you think that was good. There could be more. Now, pay a bit of money towards his football club. Maybe, unfortunately. Maybe, oh, fortunately. Must be nice. Got the level two seats, mate. The premium bloody stuff. So I get to watch this Very rabble nice. perform from the lovely padded seats at Marvel. And this isn't this isn't me trying to say and, and big myself up at all. Because I'd no, say the opposite. it doesn't sound like that at all. You put the money in and you know what you get at Marvel Stadium on the lovely level two on the wing? What do you get? Because of the construction works, behind where I sit, remember, a bit of money's going towards this. Portaloos. 
They've taken the toilets out. <laughs> There is like 50 huh. portaloos behind us. So not only throughout the whole game, do you just hear the clanging of the doors as they slam shut oh, throughout shot. it? Mate, I was ready for this and I'm, I did not enjoy it when it happened. Probably like 15 minutes into the first quarter, all of a sudden the old... Oh, oh no. Big no. wafting comes through. Are you serious? From the, oh, mate, it was not good. And you know what was almost even Apple worse than too. that? About five minutes later... The overwhelming fumes of a bloody airwick freshener that someone has spent about 30 cans going on it. That was almost worse. I was choking up on level two. So good to know that when you put your money into the, wow. into the football club, into Marvel Stadium, you get the waft of shit, not only from what's happening in front of you, but what's happening behind you in the port well, So that was a good, well, that was a great experience. And then lastly, huh. lastly, so they're all good options. They're all good options. Oh, yeah, you've got, you well, the, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, the, the jury's still out on that. We still could get the triple veto. So don't get too ahead of yourself. <laughs> but, but no, no. Give us your silly third one. It was a bad game. It was a bad time to be there. Was it? People tried to get home early. They were that annoyed with what they witnessed. People just wanted to be home. I thought yeah. that would have meant the crowd's gone. Gee, it's going to be a quick outing here when you get in the car. Sure. <sighs> 20 minutes to get out of the car park. You, 40, 40 minutes, Lockie, I didn't move. Now, this isn't an over-exaggeration, talking about, oh, you crept forward, you crept. We could have turned the car off, put the handbrake on. For 40 minutes, we did not move a car length. It was horrific. Then, after we started rolling, an hour to get 500 metres. It takes me 40 minutes to get home. It took me about two and a half. It was one of the worst exits. I don't know what was worth sitting in that car or watching the game. It was that deserved to go in the Hall of Fame, that traffic. Because I'll be honest, seeing the crowd leave, I've gone, I'm rubbing my hands, being like, oh, this is going to be easy. And uh, yeah, sitting in that car, just angry, fuming at what I just saw, getting angry at the traffic. No good, no good. Which of those would you like to induct this week, Lockie? You've you've almost left me speechless here, mate. <laughs> your bloody your level two seating's not good enough. No. Your under the stadium car park is not good enough. It wasn't under the stadium; it was out. I'd made sure we were out and was... close to going home, and somehow, no good, no good. How was Nobu after the game? Did they anything go wrong there? Did they treat you nicely? Was the valet? Was the valet quick at least? Mate, had some caviar. We had the bloody pen, pen folds. I'm the one. I'm the one that spent the million dollars at the uh, at the event. Um, uh, look, it is three the great cravat, ones there. But I did I... did spill some caviar on the cravat though, so that was a bit bit frustrating. Oh, okay, Matty P. Um, no, uh, got to go with number one there. I'm actually so glad oh, you yeah. brought that up because I have been reflecting on this. It's not good recently. Um, I, I could. I, we've been going a long time on this, but I could. Let's keep going. I, there Let's there keep is going. so much that I could do. Um, I'm a bit. I'm a big. I'm a big list clogger myself. <clears throat> so I was. If I did take it personally when when Dan mm. stopped getting the hosting duties, Harry McKay. Yeah, is how it was pronounced. That. Um, that was a little trigger for me. But the whole energy just around all mm. of our our hosting ability at a home game. The dance cam part of that. Oh. 
there's there's yeah. I mean, I don't want to pop people at the club, and you know, I say that I don't care about the messaging, do it. but I care about the hosting. Um, come on, lift. There's there's meetings going on, and they're and they're going. You know what the winner is for three quarter time? Dance cam. That's the best we've got. I do not want to see the list of ideas that didn't make the cut. If that was the best, but oh, mate, you talk about actually we are we are running this late because I've got no, one go more on. thing to talk about because you talk about me wanting to clip something. This needs to get sent directly to the club because I've got the. I think I had the greatest idea for us getting onto the field. Okay. You're a big NBA man. You're a big NBA yeah. man. And I was thinking it when I was watching it. The players are just, they're already doing their warm-ups. They're going through it. And it's like, number one, Jack Silva. And no one gives a shit. No one cares because they just want no. the game to start now. Imagine. <clears throat> they're about to go out into the banner. They're about to come out. We have smoke. We have the. We don't have the birthing tunnel. We've got something. Yeah, going we've got going. lights. We've got smoke machines. We've got some cool shit going on. They can sort out the budget for that. And then before they get to the banner, they read out every single person to come out individually. And you know the players could get up and about. They could start to do. You know who knows what they could do. Walking through, Jack Silvani goes and starts doing the gritty going onto the field. Everyone <laughs> gets really a cheer. Good. They wait for the whole team to get in. Then bang, club song starts, run through the banner. Everyone's hyped because every individual player's done something. They've gone through, mate. There is something in this. Yeah, there's something Make in the that. actual walkout. Make the walkout exciting like the NBA because I yeah. tell you what, it's not good the way it's going. There's something has to be tweaked. And I think you made, you made the right point there, which is finding the budget for the smoke machines. That's probably how that meeting goes. It's all right. All right, let's plan the uh, season entertainment here. Budget. We have fifty dollars for the season. Uh, okay, so let's pay for the copyright, whatever the, the dance song's going to be, and then that'll do it. I'll I'll provide the smoke machines. Don't you worry. But I just feel like we need to do something to get the crowd up and about. Because yeah, just reading out the names pretty boringly. It's not there, and I feel like there's some potential. There's some potential for sure. For sure. We need to get behind the the four walls, mate. We've got so many ideas. Sign. We can make us- the difference up um but look that's gonna wrap this episode up it's been a pretty grim one but there's not too much you can do when you when you're trying to review a performance like that we're hopeful that things can turn around and and hopefully midweek in our western bulldogs build up we'll be able to try and solve these problems talk about the team changes hopefully be a bit more optimistic by that time that rolls about so make sure you don't miss out subscribe follow get us on social media at navy blue corner that's where you'll find us but that is going to wrap this episode up. Thanks for sticking with us this long into this episode. Go Baggers. See you guys next time.